It's the Big Baseball Podcast with Kyle and Drew Charters. Up is down, left is right, dogs and cats living together. It was an upside-down weekend in the Big Ten last weekend, and that highlights the Big Baseball Podcast. Kyle Charters here with Drew Charters. Hello, sir. How are you today? I'm fantastic. That sounded enthusiastic. <laughs> you doing all right? Yeah, it's like Tuesday morning. I mean, I, I got to get some pep in my step here. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Come on. All right, so on the show today, we'll take a look back at what was sort of a weird weekend in the Big Ten. We'll also look forward to the weekend's big series. Our lineup coming up uh, later, the nine topics we're talking about, along with our buddy Spencer Allen, Northwestern's coach. Uh, his team's surging. Back-to-back series sweeps over the weekend. Man, uh, that'll lead us right into our big stories. And we'll talk about that. Uh, there were, you know, there's some weird games, some unexpected series. And the biggest one has to be the Wildcats over the Buckeyes, right? I mean, maybe you could think that the Wildcats would win the series, but the sweep at Ohio State? Northwestern surging here recently. First sweep of Ohio State in a series that's two games or more ever yeah. for the Wildcats. It was a heck of a weekend for them over there in Columbus. And that's back-to-back sweeps for the Northwestern Wildcats. Uh, last week against San Jose State and now against Ohio State. They've won eight of their last nine. And they're really starting to hit the ball. 40 hits over the weekend and 30 runs against the Buckeyes. That plus the bullpen uh, showing up strong, just two runs given up in 14 and two-thirds over the weekend. Now four and two overall, and they sit fifth in the Big Ten. We'll talk a little bit about this with Allen later on in the podcast, but his offense, like a little sneaky good there. You know, not sneaky good. I, I didn't expect when you look at the numbers, and we'll break them down too, but when you look at those numbers, that offense isn't bad. I mean, Lund, led by the the Dunn brothers there. But they've got some other weapons there, and you know maybe Northwestern got beat around a little bit early on in the season with a tough schedule. Maybe that Wildcat group a little bit better than what we had given it credit for. And getting our attention now, uh, we'll talk to Spencer Allen more about it here in a couple of minutes. Maryland takes two against Illinois. Uh, look, we know the Terps can win on Friday due to Hunter Parsons. They got beat around on Saturday and Sunday last week against Indiana. And this Illinois team, man, what a bizarre start uh, to the season for the Illini, but did not expect Maryland to be able to take two games over the weekend. Yeah, you mentioned Parsons uh, sort of being a staple as a, as a good Friday guy there, getting them the victory uh, about every week here. 24 innings pitched in his last three starts, 17 strikeouts. He's just got a 1.88 earned run average and holding opponents to a 154 batting average. So they win the Friday game, then they play a doubleheader, lose game one, so they need to pick up game three for the series victory. They got off to a 4 nothing start in that game. Illinois came back and tied it 4-4, four to four, uh, but then Maryland took the lead 8-4, to four, and the bullpen held strong in that game. The bullpen came in and pitched three and two-thirds, just gave up a hit to hold the Illini off. Yeah, a couple of dramatic victories for Maryland there, getting that victory on Friday night and then the second game. On Saturday, a pretty good effort there, I think, by Maryland. And a little bit of a mystery here for this Illinois squad. Penn State gets a victory at Indiana. Uh, 
you know, Penn State can pitch it. It was a, a big matchup between the, the pitching for Penn State and the hitting for the Hoosiers, but uh, the Nittany Lions able to get one down there. I don't, is that a complete shock? Uh, maybe not a complete shock, but, you know, Penn State had been uh, reeling a little bit here yeah. at the start of the Big Ten, really needed to get a win. Well, and IU was really coming alive offensively as well. 39 runs in the previous weekend uh, in those in those games and then just score eight runs in the three games here against Penn State. In the Friday game, uh, Dante Biazzi got the start for Penn State and earned himself his first uh, Big Ten pitcher of the week this season. Went six and a third, just a couple of hits and nine strikeouts. And Bob Knight appeared yeah. at that game. What? How shocking that? was that on Saturday? I'm sitting there in Haymarket Park getting ready for Purdue's game Saturday. And we see pictures of Bob Knight in the golf cart hanging yeah. out at Bart Kaufman. Like, what? Yeah, first time back on campus since he was let go in September of 2000, which I was there the last time he was on campus. I drove <laughs> yeah. down from Purdue uh, to go stand with the IU students to listen to him speak. on It was a Wednesday evening. I remember it like it was yesterday. Wow. Yeah, uh, I have some opinions on that. Maybe this is not the right yeah. forum <laughs> for those opinions. But what a weird Saturday that was down there in Bloomington. Okay, one more. Nebraska and Purdue. Now, the Cornhuskers just beat the Boilermakers up all weekend long. I don't know that it was a complete shock that Nebraska won the series. Maybe a little bit surprising that it was a sweep, but absolutely stunning, I think, the way in which Nebraska beat Purdue. I mean, just pounded them all weekend long. Yeah, big innings are just oh. killing the Boilermakers. They, uh, you know, for a team that thrives off pitching and defense, they've got to prevent the big inning from happening, and it happened a lot against Nebraska. They outscored Purdue thirty-nine to nine over the weekend. They've now won eleven of their last thirteen games, and they're the only undefeated Big Ten team at home. Eight and zero at home are the Cornhuskers. Yeah, Purdue gave up what was it? Four innings of six runs yeah. or more. The fifth inning on Friday and Saturday was really ugly. Seven runs in each one of those frames. So 14 total runs in the fifth on Friday and Saturday. Uh, there were a couple other big innings. I think the first on Friday and the fourth on Sunday. And all of those just proved to uh, to doom the Boilermakers. Okay, let's take a look at the uh, upcoming Big Ten series. The big one for me. I think you too probably, even though you're wrong a lot, uh, is <laughs> Illinois at Minnesota. The Illini are 1-5 and five in the conference. What? Yeah, they've got to find some consistency. And at Minnesota is not an easy place to go win a series. But, man, I mean, you know, Minnesota coming back from Michigan, having won just one of three there, they get to come back and play home against what was considered – uh, by many to be the league favorite and solidified that idea with a good pre-conference schedule. But the Illini, you feel like almost have to win this series, right? Absolutely. They're, uh, you know, towards the bottom of the Big Ten. It's such a difference between their 1-5 and five record and I think they're 20-10 and 10 overall now. Yeah. Yeah, 20-10 I mean, and, <laughs> and 10 overall. Both of these teams are, are in a really tough stretch through the Big Ten, uh, so this is a huge series for both of them to pick up a couple of victories. Iowa at Purdue. The Hawkeyes now have gone 7-2 and two over their last nine. 
The Boilermakers, meanwhile, coming off the sweep there in Lincoln, needing to take care of business back at home. Sets up an intriguing series, I think, in West Lafayette. Yeah, Purdue obviously off to a good start before getting swept by Nebraska. The 1-4 and four start. Iowa's arguably probably the hottest team in the Big Ten right now, seven of their last nine. Uh, so, you know, if Purdue wants to get back on the winning ways, they got to find a couple of, of victories against this hot Iowa team. Maryland at Northwestern, I think a week ago, we would not have included this as a, a big series, but now all of a sudden it is a bigger series. The Terps and the uh, Cats both coming off a surprise series, uh, surprise victories in those series, and both are exactly 500 on the season and 500 or better in the Big Ten, so a couple of teams competing in the upper half of the league right now. Yeah, Maryland looking to capitalize on the two victories against Illinois and Northwestern possibly looking for three sweeps in a row, which would be unbelievable. Michigan at Ohio State, so the rivalry matchup here between the Wolverines and the Buckeyes. It seems like this is uh, in favor of the Wolverines right now because this Ohio State team has been up and down and up and down and right now down having lost five straight. Yeah, five straight losses for Ohio State. They got to try to get it figured out. It's going to be tough against this Michigan team. That's not really a good series to try to figure things out. So uh, they'll have a couple of midweek games uh, against some Ohio schools, uh, some rivals. Uh, so they'll hopefully uh, try to get some things figured out and make it a series. Michigan State at Rutgers. Teams that need a good weekend. Put these two teams in that category, I would say. Yeah, Michigan State coming off uh, a couple of shutouts, so they're starting to play well. Uh, that's against non-conference Indiana State, but a good Indiana State team, uh, and they'll take on the Scarlet Knights. Nebraska at Penn State, hitting versus pitching. Again. Again right? I mean, <laughs> you know, I, you know, the Cornhuskers actually do pitch it pretty well, too, so when we, you know, knock them into this hitting versus pitching, we're really uh, giving them more credit, I think, for the hitting uh, not looking at it from a pitching perspective. Maybe it's a commentary on on Penn State and its uh, need to be able to come through with a big hit. But we'll see about the Cornhuskers. I'm, I'm intrigued to see them go on the road because they are playing so well at home, I think undefeated in Haymarket Park yeah. uh, this season. So they'll travel the long-distance travel over there to Penn State. One uh, series out of conference this weekend uh, Indiana and Evansville for four games. One of those, the first one, I think, on Friday is down in Evansville. Then they'll play two in Bloomington Saturday, one more in Bloomington then on Sunday. All right, let's go through our award winners for this week. Let's uh, knock it out of the park first with uh, Big Bat. Uh, several. I think it, you know, almost this almost this week, right, there's more. You know, we've, we've, we always have so many pitching performances that we got to try and and parse out there. Uh, there's some good hitting performances uh, this week, it seems. Uh, give me a couple of them. Yeah, we'll start with a couple of Nebraska kids. Aaron Polinski uh, versus Purdue over the weekend hit 5-29, seven runs scored, five RBIs, and a home run. Cam Chick for Nebraska won Big Ten Freshman of the Week. Part of my all-name team, Cam Chick. Yeah, Cam Chick. 500 average uh, in two weekend games, a couple of home runs and six RBI. Uh, Skyler Hunter played well for Purdue in that series at Nebraska. Jesse Franklin for Michigan added a couple more home runs to his resume this season, hit 354 over the weekend. Grant Vanskoy for Illinois hit 500, uh, had a triple, a double, four RBI. That was all in five games. And then a couple of Northwestern uh, guys on the offensive end, uh, Alex Arrow and Willie Bourbon 
Uh, both hit well. Era with five RBI and a home run, and Bourbon with six RBI. Uh, but this week, the big bat will go to a Rutgers player, Carmen Sclafani, who hit 571. That was eight hits and 14 at-bats, four runs scored. He had a double, a couple of home runs, and 12 RBI in four games this week. All right, let's uh, congratulations to him first. I'm sure he is honored with that honor. Uh, let's go over to, to Big Arm now. So this one um, is interesting because trying to figure this out a little bit. Uh, interesting that Biazzi gets pitcher of the week from the Big Ten. Now, you know, I, I think the opponent goes into that a little bit. He shut down a really good Indiana offense, yeah. so you have to – Make note of that. He goes six and a third, uh, scoreless, couple of hits, struck out nine. He walked just one. Uh, Penn State wins that game three to nothing on that Friday. Uh, you know, I, I think Matt Waldron at Nebraska, that was interesting because Waldron, you know, he goes seven innings on that Friday. Nebraska's up like a billion. So Darren Erstad decides to take him out of the game. Probably if that yeah. game's close, he goes a couple more innings. And if he does, maybe he's our winner for this week because through the seven, he uh, went scoreless, uh, gave up just four hits, struck out nine without a walk. He now has a crazy strikeout to walk. I don't know what the number is right now. It's like 45 to three. Is it? Or, or something yeah. like that. His strikeout to, to walks. Uh, and then, of course, Nebraska wins that game by the football score, 17 to nothing. Uh, so who else you got over there? Well, we'll put Andrew Salfrank in from Indiana, who went seven innings, six hits, gave up a couple of runs, but he had 13 strikeouts in that 3-2 to two victory against Penn State. Max Meyer had a tough matchup this week. They took on Michigan, so it was Meyer versus Henry. Uh, Meyer won that battle uh, as Minnesota won 6-4. to four. Um You've got Hunter Parsons, who we talked about earlier from Maryland, got another victory, 4-2 to over Illinois, went eight innings, six hits, uh, just a couple of strikeouts. Andy Fisher, who has been a nominee uh, numerous times before, eight and a third uh, for Illinois, uh, but he got a no decision. Uh, Illinois ended up losing that game 2-4, to four, but he went eight and a third and had nine strikeouts. Uh, this week, uh, we'll talk about Michigan State a little bit. Mason Erla for the Spartans. Uh, got a no decision, uh, one nothing victory Michigan State had over Indiana State. It went to extra innings, uh, but Erla went nine innings. He just gave up two hits, no runs, six strikeouts, and a few walks. So he will earn the big arm this week. Yeah, I mean, that was a good performance. He does get the no decision because that game goes to 10 before Michigan State wins it in the bottom of that inning against Indiana State. So, you know, I, I don't think you can uh, knock him for that. Uh, too much. You don't see, though I have seen it, you don't see a, a pitcher go into the 10th all that often. So early getting uh, our big arm award for this week. All right, this is the Big Baseball Podcast, a production of 1017 The Hammer. Uh, Spencer Allen coming up next on the show in his fourth year at Northwestern. The Wildcats really surging here recently. We'll talk to him about that, about that sneaky offense and his bullpen performance over the weekend. Those guys coming through big in the sweep at Ohio State. That's coming up on the Big Baseball Podcast. And happy to be joined by Spencer Allen in his fourth season at Northwestern, a guy we know well, former Purdue assistant coach, but 
Spence, you're doing a pretty good job up there at Northwestern, especially here recently. Man, we, we came up there and saw you a few weeks ago. Uh, Purdue uh, took two of the three games up there in Evanston. I'm still, uh, I'm sure you're still a little sore about that. But since then, man, you've had your team uh, going uh, in a pretty good direction, winners of eight of nine. What you been doing so well over there here over the last couple of weeks? Well, I, I, I'd almost put that weekend out of my head, but I appreciate <laughs> you re- reminding me of that. But uh, no, no, it's, it's been uh, no, really. I, I think that that weekend, uh, I think we learned a lot of, about our club. Looking back at the Purdue weekend, and um, you know, the, the, the guys just just regrouped and really did uh, did a good job of, of self self assessing and figuring out uh, what they need to do better. And, and uh, it, you know, it, it, baseball it, it can be that way sometimes. We, we seem to be clicking a little bit right now so just trying to continue that uh our, our ways there you have back-to-back weekend sweeps including at ohio state over the weekend i mean whenever you go on the road in the big 10 and sweep an opponent that is pretty darn impressive to do it in columbus like that maybe even more so and you note in there that it's the first time northwestern has ever beaten ohio state in a three or more game series uh, what went well for you this weekend? You know, we, we uh, I, I think the biggest thing, and I talked about it with, with our club, is just I, I think we really, when, when it mattered, uh, we, we made pitches, you know, with, with guys on base, and uh, we, we hit with guys on base. And, and those are some of the things that we were not doing uh, in the past. So I think that's something really that was, was big for us this, this weekend. And, um, and, and, then, and then we finished. I, I think that was the biggest thing, I think, in, in all three of the games there. Uh, we scored runs late, and and that was uh, you know that that was just big for us. Got some big pitching performances out of guys that uh, out of our bullpen too. That that was uh, was key. Now maybe this is an unfair assessment, having just watched you in three games. But my feeling when we went over there with Purdue was that you just didn't quite have enough pitching at that point. But since then, it seems like your your pitching has been better. You've had a little bit of more depth there. Uh, your bullpen gave you, what, 14 innings with just a couple of runs over the weekend uh, against Ohio State. It just seems like since then that pitching staff has, has gotten a little bit more depth. The performances have become a little bit more consistent. I mean, you were getting good innings from Quinn Lavelle at the top of the uh, rotation there, but but now you seem a little bit deeper. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, yeah, and I think that's just some of that is just natural progression. I, I think guys are, are, are developing, and, and sometimes uh, it, it just takes a little bit of, of failure to really realize what you need to do to succeed at this level, and I, I think uh, we're always looking to, to grow and, and be better, but proud with where um, our pitching staff has, has really come along in all aspects, you know, the running game, um, you know, it, but just the biggest thing is just making pitches when it counts, and that's yeah. with when runners are on base. Got some big double plays, uh, some big strikeouts when when needed, and uh, we just weren't getting those uh, kind of mid to earlier in the in the season. Lavelle's a pretty good guy to have at the top of your rotation, right? I mean, a, a sophomore left-hander seems like he, you know, goes out there and grinds a little bit. You know, will will eat up the innings and and give your team a chance to win on a Friday night. You can't really ask for a whole lot more than that. Yeah, you know, Quinn, um, I mean, he, there's been a couple times in, in his, you know, two years here, year and a half that, you know, he's gotten hit. But I tell you what, for the most part, even if he gives up a two or three spot, you know you're going to get five, six innings out of Quinn and he's going to battle back. So I think, 
you know, it, we're, we're lucky to have him. And I think the biggest thing is, is a lot of our, our younger arms are learning from him. They're, they're watching how he goes about his business during the week. Uh, and, and then the, the, the biggest thing is actually when he's on the stage, when he's pitching, um, we're just talking about, hey, watch when he gets to be his best. And, and hopefully some of that is, is continuing to, to rub off. Talking to Spencer Allen, the Northwestern baseball coach, uh, on his off day. So if you hear the kids there in the background, it's a lot of it's the overlooked part of coaching, right? Uh, oftentimes you got a couple little ones running around. You've got to like manage not only the twenty-five on your roster, but the two young ones also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they at the park today, but they, they are they are being champs and uh, being nice and quiet. So I, I appreciate that. Which which is which is harder to coach? The kids or your players? <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, the players, they'll listen to me. Sometimes <laughs> the kids will listen, but no, no, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. So the two Dunn brothers offensively, man, it's uh, pretty pretty good when you can build an offense around those two guys. Uh, Jack and David do, doing a, a just masterful job, I think, for you, uh, both hitting well over 300. How nice is it that you can put those two guys uh, in the lineup every day and sort of know what you're getting out of them. Yeah. I mean, you know, starting with Jack, I mean, he just, he's a four-year starter, you know, and, and I think that's some, you know, we, we, we took some lumps <laughs> thinking back, we were joking about it in the dugout the other day. Um, we, we took some lumps, um, but with that, uh, you get experience and, and Jack is just, he's just the leader of our team. Um, you know, he, even on days where he does not necessarily, you know, hit the ball, he, he's getting hit by pitch. He's walking, and, and you just know he's going to be solid uh, at, at shortstop. And then his brother David is, is, is uh, you know, just really brings that speed element, can really go track the baseball. And if, if he puts the ball in play, uh, he's a threat, you know, and guys have to have to really come in, charge the baseball. So it's uh, been really fun to have both those guys at, at the top of our lineup. They seem sort of just like baseball players, too. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the things that we've been lucky, you know, being a, a, a team that needs to nationally recruit. We've been able to get in, um, you know, down south uh, in Atlanta for a couple players, our catchers from Atlanta as well, Alex Arrow from Miami. And they, they, they play a lot of baseball, and they, they've got great instincts. And, and so not, not to, you know, overgeneralize, um, but, but, you know, the, the, the ones that we've had really just play with good instinct, and I, and I really, really like that. Do you intentionally recruit families because you have two Duns, you have two bourbons on the team seems like a pretty good strategy to me to go out there with, if you got if you got siblings that can all play you just double up right yeah well that, that that's the that's the plan at least if you know you're, you're doing something right if, if the, the the older one's happy and the younger one comes you know so yeah. that, that, that's always good yeah it might surprise some people i think and it, it did surprise me i have to admit that your team is fifth in the big ten in uh, hitting in terms of average at 268. Now, I, I think you would probably contend that you're not turning that into enough runs all the time. That's probably the case with a lot right. of coaches. Might be the case with with your team, too. Uh, but you're, you're getting on base. You're stealing some bases this year. Uh, probably need to hit them home a little bit more often than what you are. But how are you with your offense right now and sort of where you stand? Yeah, I, I think the I think the good thing, and this weekend was a great example, is if we we've seen um, how we we can operate because you know really every game we had a drag bunt in the game, we had some type of uh, you know, whether it was a stolen base, a first to third with pressure that that led to runs, and so I think we've seen 
um, how we can operate and operate at, at a high level. But we've also seen the other side of it where, you know, we're just sitting back and hitting pop flies. So it, I think it, it's a great teaching tool. Uh, and hopefully guys can understand that, that it, it's really, really tough, uh, especially in our league, in our park. You, you saw, Kyle, how it can sometimes play a little big to just sit back and, and hit. And, and I, that's why I, I felt like Purdue did a great job with the slash game, the hit and run. They um, and, and we really tried to take a little bit of uh, a book out, a page out of their book, uh, you know, leading into our, our, our San Jose State and Ohio State weekend. So happy with how we're trending. Uh, now that the challenge is, can we keep it uh, at playing at that level offensively? Yeah, that's always the challenge, especially in the Big Ten. Man, you never know exactly what's going to happen uh, from from weekend to week out. I got to experience that a little bit uh, this weekend over uh, in Lincoln, Nebraska. You um, you didn't play an easy non-conference schedule. I mean, everybody up here has to go south. Uh, you certainly do up there in the the Windy City. Uh, but but you were playing some good squads, Duke, uh, Georgia Tech, Kent State, you know, five and eleven entering the Big Ten. But you were you're five and eleven with having played a lot of quality opponents. Did you feel like that was going to pay off at some point, And do you feel like it is now? Well, you know, I, I think the, the biggest thing too is is that you know I, I've had a couple of, of the guys, a couple of the players, stated that coach, you know, these guys from the arms that we saw early on. These guys, you know, it really feels like the game is slowing down. And, and uh, someone pointed out that I think we, we face four projected first-rounders. So, you know, w- whatever that means, I think the biggest thing is that the guys are feeling good from it. So, um, yeah, I, I think sometimes that's tough, you know, and getting your, your, your confidence, and, and that, that's a fine line. Uh, but, but I think just the, the, the guys are really now feeling that it is paying off. And, and so hopefully, again, we can, we can keep that rolling. So you've been a guy that's been around the Big Ten for a while, assistant coach, Purdue, Illinois, all of that. Of course, uh, you know, been around the Midwest in some respects uh, even longer than that. Uh, you know, now in your, your fourth year as a head coach, um, is it everything that you thought of uh, the challenges, uh, what you expected? Uh, are there additional challenges at Northwestern? Like you mentioned, you, you know, you guys have to maybe sort of be more of a, a national recruiting school uh, because it's a private institution that has the the academic standards that it has. Just what you know, what's been the reality versus sort of what you expected? Now that you're uh, deep into it, well, I think the the toughest part of the job, as we always joke, is is predicting the weather on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, no, I I think everything. Um, it, it, it's really been it's been great. I mean, it's a great opportunity. It's been fun just to see the league. And again, we we were talking with the Ohio State staff is just that there's really no there's no easy weekends you know and and it seems like everyone is really invested in 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 the sport and and coaches are more prepared um so it's fun i mean every weekend it's you you just never know um you know what can happen and you know as far as challenges i i think you you kind of spin it and just say hey we really have an opportunity to recruit nationally um and 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 get out uh you know outside of just just I've always kind of been a regional, I guess, recruiter. Yeah. Uh, it's been fun. And so I, I think, obviously, I think everywhere has its challenges, but um, I've, I've really enjoyed my, my time here with, you know, the opportunity that, that I've been given. Your, um, your hire there in Evanston coincided with the, the facility project and everything. And that was my first trip over there, even though Purdue had played there once since. I wasn't on that trip probably had some football duties or something I had to tend to here back home. But, um, 
it's a nice place. You got to feel like it, you know, puts you on an even playing field with the other teams in the Big Ten, especially considering, you know, all the improvements that have been made elsewhere around the conference. Yeah, I, I think that the thing I'm really excited about, I mean, you know, the, the, the field and stadium, everything is great, but they, they really invest just in the, 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 what the players use with our locker room, our lounge, which can kind of double as a, as a classroom, double as a, a study area. Um, it, it's something that the guys can use really anytime they're on campus, you know, 300 days out of the year with, with a lot of our guys here for summer school. So, um, yeah, it, it's really good. And, and then as well, when you look at our weight room and, and we're, we're getting ready to, to have a new indoor that's going to be online here soon, just, just really um, it, it's a fun time to be a part of the program. Talking to Spencer Allen on the Big Baseball Podcast, a production of 101.7 The Hammer. All right, Spence, you got Maryland coming into town uh, this weekend. You're going to make it uh, three consecutive weekend sweeps? <laughs> I tell you, they, they, uh, they are, they're a good club. They're, they're playing better now. Um, you know, they're, they're really, really competitive on Fridays uh, with, with Parsons on the mound. And I think it looks like they're, they're figuring out some things, you know, pitching-wise. So, you know, it's just week to week, and that, that's what makes, you know, you have to bring it. Uh, you, you can't really look at, <laughs> at past weekends on how, how teams are doing. Uh, you just have to bring it this week. And, and, and I think the good thing is, is our guys, uh, we've had a little bit of, you know, both uh, of, of a, a sweep on, on a weekend as well as, um, you know, losing two out of three at, at home. So, we, you know, we need to really prove that we can play well at home. And, and uh, it, it'll be a good test with, with Maryland this weekend. Yeah, Drew and I talked about it earlier. I mean, this last weekend is a perfect example, right? You never know exactly what you are going to see. I mean, I you know. Not uh, hopefully you won't take this the wrong way. Didn't expect you to go into Ohio State and take all three yeah. games. Didn't expect Purdue to go over to Lincoln and lose in the fashion that it did. Penn State goes to Indiana, gets a victory. What Maryland did uh, this weekend as well. So man, you you never quite know in the league. Some you know there's a little bit of separation maybe with a couple of teams, but everybody else it feels like is right there. Yeah, yeah, re- really, really are. It, it's uh, it, it's going to be fun, you know, watching this thing how it unfolds, and you know, I think health is going to be in- important for people as well. So I, I think that that's something that, um, you know, hopefully, you know, everyone, you know, stays healthy, and, and it's truly just the you know the best teams come out. But it, it's going to be a, a down to the last weekend, like it always is. Hey, Spence, appreciate your time. Hopefully, we'll see you over there in Omaha here in a few weeks. Hey, that, that's the plan, guys. I appreciate you, and, and uh, thanks thanks for doing this. this. This is awesome, man, for all the fans out there. That, that This is good stuff. Keep it up. Great. Thanks a lot. That's Spencer Allen, head coach at Northwestern. We'll be back here in just a moment with more on the Big Baseball Podcast. A big thanks to Spencer Allen, Northwestern's coach, coming on the program for today. Let's hit our lineup, Drew, the nine topics that we are talking about as the Big Ten heads to its next weekend. And let's stick with Northwestern for topic number one. Talked a little earlier about the Wildcats' offense with Spence. Uh, that's a group that's, uh, you know, pretty good, I think, in, 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 in a number of, of categories. Yeah, they're extremely efficient offensively. They don't strike out very much. They're third in the Big Ten in on-base percentage. They steal a lot, second in steals. Team average is third in the Big Ten. It's just a very veteran club. You're led by the Dunn brothers. Uh, You've got Alex Arrow in there, Willie Bourbon, who have been in the lineup for years. 
Uh, just a group of guys that have really bought into the system there from Spencer Allen and Northwestern. Yeah, let's see if we can keep that up as the weeks go on. Maybe Northwestern can make a little bit of a run here. Let's stick in the state of Illinois and head down to Champaign to talk a little bit of Illini. What a weird week Dan Hartlib and company had last week. The number 25 Illini at that point beat number 19 Coastal Carolina in two midweek games last week. But then, of course, those are sandwiched in between losing to Iowa and losing to Maryland in the Big Ten series. Man, what a what a weird week, right? And the Illini now set just one in five in Big Ten play. Yeah, for whatever reason for Illinois, the offense is really struggling during Big Ten play. Just one home run so far uh, in those games. After getting double-digit hits in 13 of the first 23 games, they haven't had any in the last seven games and just one in their last nine game. They're three and six during that stretch. I feel like Illinois needs to get Zach Taylor going again. Back in the lineup a little bit now after he missed a couple of weeks, but just got to get him rolling a little like he was early on in the season. Yeah, they are trying to make some changes a little bit to the offense here too. Massey played second base for the first time this season. Former All-American there, but he's been DHing this season. So with Massey, uh, a little bit of second base, and Zach Taylor back. We'll see if that sparks the offense. All right, let's talk a little bit of Iowa Hawkeye baseball. The Hawkeyes have won 7 of 9 after being swept by Indiana. That was a team that was back up against the wall and has responded. Nice to see from that gang. Yeah, they were swept by IU, and since then they've won 7 of their last 9 games. They gave up 27 hits in the last two games against Rutgers, but were able to still win the series. A couple of missing players still for the Hawkeyes, so we'll see You know, when Tanner Padgett, the big DH, comes back. Jack Dreyer, weekend starter, returns, assuming that they will. They've been out for a number of weeks now. Maybe uh, Iowa can get a couple of uh, midseason additions, if you will, that will help them down the stretch. Uh, let's talk uh, number four. It was our big matchup from last week. Seems appropriate. This is in our cleanup spot uh, for this week, and that's that uh, Michigan and Minnesota series, big series in Ann Arbor. The Wolverines lost on Friday night, then take care of business on Saturday and Sunday, taking uh, those two games to take the series against the Gophers. So Max Meyer gets the game one win, but Michigan really strikes back, plays well in those last two days. Yeah, in that first game, Meyer gave up a two-run home run in the first inning, but then settled in the rest of the game. Uh, Minnesota offense was able to score six runs on Tommy Henry after he had only given up four all season. Uh, In the last two games of the series, uh, Brewer and Thomas were really the heroes uh, in those two games for Michigan, as Minnesota just scattered seven hits in that last game and couldn't get anything going. Michigan State strikes back. It's topic number five. The Spartans take two of three against Indiana State. The Sycamores have been solid. Uh, I'm not sure that they hit well enough, though, frankly. Um, you know, a good good crew that can pitch it really well. But the Spartans come out of there with two shutouts against ISU. Yeah, two only two runs scored in 28 innings. Uh for Indiana State against Michigan State. In game one, uh, it was a close one. It was a walk-off squeeze-bunt victory for Michigan State. one nothing in 10 innings. Uh, Michigan State's changing some things around as well. Caleb Sleeman uh, moved into the rotation for for his first start since 2017 and pitched well, so we'll probably see him in that weekend rotation. Went six and two-thirds innings, just three hits against Indiana State. Now, those squeeze bunts were big on Friday. It was like an epidemic around the Big Ten because 
Uh, Michigan State got that one. Maryland used it yeah. a couple of times in its victory against Illinois. Uh, so good to see Michigan State get going again. Let's see if that can continue going into this week. I mean, Indiana State's pretty good, so that's a pretty good series win. All right, topic number six. Maybe we should have put this at top. This would have made much more sense. Who organized this? <laughs> I'll take topic. the blame for this one. This was all topic. me. Can we just make, we'll just make this topic uh, 5B. Uh, <laughs> it'll make sense here in a second. Uh, Ohio State, losing streak now at five. It's lost five twice this year yeah. now, losing streaks of, of five games. Um, I can't figure out the Buckeyes. They're a young team, especially in that rotation. So maybe that has led to uh, some of the up-and-down nature of their season so far. Because before being swept by Northwestern, they had won back-to-back series. But, man, they're just a little bit all over the place. Yeah, it's it's really strange. Offensively, they're close to the top in about all offensive categories in the Big Ten. It's just not translating to wins at all. Prior to this five this this five game slide, they had won eight of their last ten before that. Right. Uh, so just very up and down. At a team ERA of, of four point six six. That went up a half a run uh, in these last five games. They're they're giving up about eight and a half runs per game. Mm. Yeah, that's too many. That can lead to some of the the up and down nature. Yeah. No doubt about it. All right, topic number seven. Uh, Mister thirteen hundred, John Anderson. The Minnesota coach, as you know, hits the wins mark. He did that last Tuesday, April 2nd, in a victory over the College of St. Scholastica. That's a D3. This was a, a makeup game, obviously scheduled late uh, due to uh, Minnesota missing uh, something else due to weather. Um, so Minnesota gets that one 14 to 4. Not sure it'll be memorable in any other fashion other than 1,300 now for the longtime coach. Of the Golden Gophers. He became the coach in 1981 at the age of 26. He's been there a bit. He has. And I'll, I'll give you a quarter if you can tell me what St. Scholastica's mascot is. <laughs> no? Only a quarter? Is it like a book? <laughs> like a library book? Maybe. Probably. <laughs> Do you know the answer? No, I have oh. no idea. <laughs> We're going to have to leave the listeners hanging here. <laughs> the College of St. Scholastica Library Books. That's uh, John, my guess. John Anderson's seventh most <laughs> victories among active coaches. Now he needs 1308 to move into 25th. He's currently 26th on the all-time list. 11 Big Ten titles for Anderson. He, they've been to the NCAA 39 times, including that uh, Super Regional uh, in 2018 that they ended up losing to Oregon State, uh, who, uh, as we know, eventually went on to be the champions of the College World Series that season. All right, uh, topic number eight for us, uh, the midweek games. There are some big ones this week, too. Drew, run them off. Yeah, Purdue uh, will head to Bloomington for a non-conference matchup with the Hoosiers. Uh, so a big rivalry game there on Wednesday. Uh, Michigan hosts our favorite Big Ten opponent, Indiana State, for a couple games midweek. Uh, Michigan State will travel south to Notre Dame. Uh, Maryland will host West Virginia. Uh, Nebraska in a rivalry game with Creighton. Uh, again, Ohio State has a couple of games against in-state teams there, Ohio and Dayton this week, and then Penn State uh, in similar fashion with Youngstown State and then a rematch uh, against Pitt, who they beat earlier this year. Topic number nine, the Saints. That's the answer to today's trivia question. We're going to make that a topic now, yeah. huh? <laughs> <laughs> they are the the College of St. So Lastica, hold on. 
the College of St. Scholastica Saints. Whew. Wow. That's a mouthful. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, the real topic number nine, <laughs> Illinois and Minnesota highlights. Uh, that series highlights the upcoming weekend. This is a big one for Illinois, right? I mean, the Illini one in five. They go to Minnesota. Three of the next four weekends, get this, at Minnesota, then home to Penn State, then at Nebraska, and versus Indiana. So at Minnesota, at Nebraska in a couple weeks, then home to Indiana. Man, this is a tough stretch for the Illini, and they're 1-5 in five right now. Yeah, very, very tough. They need to get a couple here, uh, you know, basically avoid sweep, get yeah. one or two at least. Uh and then hope for a good series against Penn State heading into those tough six games against Nebraska and Indiana. Uh, a big one for Minnesota, too. We can't leave out Minnesota here. They're in the middle of a tough stretch. They're 3-3 three and three against Nebraska and Michigan uh, recently. Uh, and then after this series against Illinois, they have a non-conference series against Oklahoma. And then they travel to Indiana. Uh, so uh, right in the middle of a tough stretch here for Minnesota as well. All right, that's going to do it for the Big Baseball Podcast this week. Great show. Thanks, as always, uh, as we like to do for the coaches who come on with us. We know it uh, does take a little bit of time to do so, but we've appreciated everyone doing that, including this week's guest, Northwestern coach uh, Spencer Allen, who came on the program. Nice to talk to him again. All right, so that'll do it for our show for this week. Again, thanks to everyone. Thanks for the listeners. Thanks for the retweets. Thanks for listening, everyone. We do appreciate it. It's been a great run. We've enjoyed doing this, and uh, it's been a good season. The second half, as we start to reach the second half of the Big Ten, should be exciting as well. All right, that'll do it for our show. For Drew Charters, I'm Kyle Charters. Uh, thanks for listening. This is a big baseball podcast, a production of 1017 The Hammer. The Hammer.